Hello and welcome back to The Squadcast, the podcast from London voice agents, Voice Squad. We are continuing our new series in which we interview clients we regularly work with for their unique perspective on the industry and on voice acting in general. Once again, a reminder that these interviews were recorded at the beginning of lockdowns and were beset with technical difficulties. As such, we ask for your patience with some of the recording qualities and hope that this won't affect your interest and enjoyment in the content of the conversation. In this episode, Orla Quilligan interviews Ken Bentley. Ken has spent many years producing audio dramas for Big Finish, the company responsible for hundreds of official Doctor Who tie-in audio dramas, as well as ones for many other cult franchises. So, here is Orla interviewing Ken. So, it's lovely to meet you, Ken. Um, How is everything with you and Big Finish? Uh, It's good, thank you, and very busy, and and thank you. Nice to meet you, and thank you for inviting me on. Absolutely. It's going to be great to hear about the company and your experiences. Um, So, I guess, first off, would you like to introduce yourself, what you do at Big Finish, and tell us a bit about the company? Um, Yes, I'm Ken Bentley. I'm a freelance director and writer, so uh, I do... uh, the vast majority of my work for Big Finish but I'm not employed by Big Finish so um, I'm very happy to tell you as much as I can about Big Finish but I'm, I'm um, I should um, just for the um, what do they say these days the purposes of transparency I should uh, let you all know that um, uh, I'm not employed and, and can't speak for them um, uh, but I've been I've been directing I think like most people in the audio business actually my background is theatre and I got into the, the business via theatre which I think, broadly speaking, it seems to be the case with most of the people I work with, particularly actors. Um, but Big Finish have been going now for, I think it's 25 years. I've been, I've been directing for them for over 10 years. And they've been going for about 25 years. Um, they started producing... It's, quite, it's, for me, a fascinating um, conversation to be had around the world of, of audio drama as opposed to radio drama, because Big Finish were producing audio drama before podcasts existed, before fiction podcasts existed, before really anybody else was producing um, audio drama and distributing in any other way. They started on cassette tape. That's, that's, how, that's how long they've been doing it. They started distributing on cassette tape and moved on to CD before streaming was even possible, before download and streaming was even, even possible. And then more recently have started... Um, started selling to download as well um, but really that's only been since the advent of, of the smartphone which was the, the the big sea change for the, the entire audio industry really, the introduction to the smartphone What are some of the practical things that you do with your work with Big Finish just really break it down so anyone will understand what you do day to day with them the, the, From my point of view uh, I'm, sent, uh, I'm sent a final script for studio and I'm told to um, schedule and cast it and, and, and get it into production. The, the producers handle the booking of all the leads um, and the studio. The dates are, are determined by the availability of the leads because a lot of the people Big Finish work, work with are quite busy actors. So once we've got those dates and the studio booked, I'm then, I'm then told to go ahead and start booking everybody else. So I'll book all the, the sort of episodic characters and the guest cast um, for that production after having scheduled it because we, we tend to do... A big finish. Uh, uh, a one. Uh, we record a one-hour play in a day, so we, we work a lot more quickly than say the BBC. Um, 
um, for various reasons, technical reasons we can we can talk about. We, we're able to work a lot more quickly. Um, so we do an hour in a day, um, so a, a two-hour play, which is historically has been the sort of staple of big finished production, a two-hour long play, would be a two-day recording. And I'd work out who I need for one day or who I might need across two days and, and, and sort of fit, fit those roles within the budget because we can't have everybody for the entire duration of recording. It would be too expensive. A four-story box set these days is a four-day recording. And so I'll work out who I need for how many days, book everybody, and then we're ready to go into the studio. Big Finish has always been has always had a unique process to recording in that the, the, the studio in, it has the most studio where, where prior to um, what we're all going through, lockdown and what we're all going through at the moment was where we recorded the bulk of, of our plays, um, has individual booths for each actor. So every actor has their own microphone in a broadly speaking isolated booth. It's not quite entirely isolated, but, but um, pretty much isolated. And they're all recorded to their own track. So we, there's so much technically that we don't have to worry about at the point of recording, and we deal with it all in post-production. The sound designers are the, uh, are the, um, the, the geniuses and, and, and wizards and geniuses of, of audio drama, um, uh, particularly so at Big Finish, because um, we have all the fun in the studio. They do all the hard work afterwards. Um, but that enables us to work very, very quickly in studio uh, and give good, clean tracks good clean individual dialogue tracks to the sound designer um, and then once we've recorded it all goes to the sound designer we're in a post-production process which all, we, we all do remotely and always have done remotely so the sound designers will do do the, do the work send edits um, to the producers and directors we have a listen send notes back we go through that process historically it used to be a dialogue edit first of all where we just assemble all the dialogue and give notes on that then we do a sound effects edit um, give notes back on all the sound effects and then finally the the music edit which would be everything scored ready for final production then we sign off and it's delivered and so more about starting you know at our end uh what type of artist do you think suits audio drama i've come to the conclusion over a few years of doing this that by far the actors seem naturally suited to audio drama are actors with theatrical experience the thing I'm looking for more than more than anything, I, I go onto Spotlight, do all my casting on Spotlight, and, and the thing I look at is isn't audio experience, it's theatrical experience. So if actors have got a good uh, a good amount of, of, of theatrical experience, then I know uh, uh, I know they won't have any problems um, doing audio drama. And so I think you've touched on it slightly, um, but with the introduction of new um, listening platforms and new technology, what new skills or technology is being introduced to audio drama mm-hmm. in recent years? The introduction of the smartphone was a, was a, a, a sea change in, in consumption of audio drama. So, so even Big Finish noticed a, a, a massive um, difference at that point, which is when are we going back now? It was 2007, wasn't it? But it probably took took four or five years for it to really, really sort of kick in for the podcast to become a popular format. Um, that made a difference, a massive difference in terms of consumption. In, in, in terms of production, not much really changed. We, we, we sort of, broadly speaking, we still work in the, in the same way. Technology, just in, in the 10 years I've been doing it, um, there have been updates to, to, to sort of equipment and, and, and um, software and hardware, but, but nothing that uh, I would say has really significantly changed what we do and, and the way that Big Finish does it. I know, I know there, are, there are other producers who are doing a lot of location recording and, and, um, and stereo recording, and there, there have been some, some advances in, in hardware and recording 
um, technology that have made a big difference to, to the work they're doing. Um, big Finish is very much studio bound and broadly, mostly that's because of the, the type of production we do. We're, we're doing a lot of genre, a lot of, um, a lot of sci-fi and fantasy. So uh, a, a sort of real world in, environment is, is not necessarily appropriate or useful to us. Um, so it's far easier for us to get those good, clean, isolated studio recordings that we can then add all the um, all the strangeness to in post-production. So f for us, in terms of production, up until very recently, not much had changed. It was all about the the, uh, the smartphone um, changing distribution significantly. But um, uh, but there have been changes recently. Uh, I mean, we're recording this in the middle of lockdown two, or towards the end of lockdown two. Um, but the the pandemics um, obviously had a, a huge and problematic impact for so many people, and I re I feel for so many people in our business who who haven't been able to continue working. Um, we we have the, the 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 fascinating thing about, and I didn't know this when I was going into audio, but the fascinating thing about audio is you can carry on working during a global pandemic. <laughs> um, who, who knew? Um, but it, it's uh, uh, and not in studios uh, and the the technologies that we've really started to, to um, find a, a, a serious use for are just um, quite, quite basic things like your USB microphone, which I think you're using at the moment. You're yep. using USB, yeah. Although you may have that plugged into a, um, an audio interface, but just the USB microphone it means uh, actors uh, you, actors fall into two categories: those who are quite technical and like computers and know how to uh, how to use them and those who don't. And that's absolutely fine. But when you start to do home recordings where they're actually having to um, um, do what we're doing now, which is connect online, um, the simpler the better, really, because you, do, you want an actor to be worrying about the acting, not whether their microphone's set up correctly and whether you can hear them. So um, things like USB microphones have been fantastic. Good quality USB microphones have, uh, have just been, been amazing. As soon as we knew we needed to record actors from home, we started to look into ways we could do that. And um, David um, Richardson, my producer, and the producer at Big Finish, producer of most things at Big Finish, contacted me and, and, and just said, we found this thing called Clean Feed. Have a look and tell me what you think. So we were all looking at it and, and sort of trying to determine whether it would do what we want to do. And it's fantastic. You can do, you can do multi-track recordings with Clean Feed. Amazing. And at studio quality, it's just been absolutely um, life-changing. Um, and it's meant we can ca carry on working um, and and producing as much as we've ever produced at Big Finish, which is which is fantastic. But I only found out looking into it that Clean is relatively new, and it only became multi-track uh, about six months. It had been around for I think eighteen months, two years, but only as uh, as a single-track recording. Um, and it had only become multi-track about six months before uh, before the pandemic became global, before the the first lockdown. So the timing was, without it, we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing. So the fact that you can actually record studio quality multi-track recordings over the internet is science fiction. Mm, that's fantastic. I'm glad to hear Big Finish hasn't really suffered at all, hopefully, um, because of lockdown. So what is the most enjoyable audio drama that you have worked on? Oh God, that's a really, that is a really hard one. Yeah. We're so lucky. We're so lucky doing what we do. I mean, the, the strange thing about Big Finish is, is it's a lot of it's licensed, and so we're working on on pre-existing um, IPs, as they, they call them, 
um, and, and with actors who have already established these roles um, normally on, on television. Um, so because of that, we're incredibly lucky to work with the, the actors we work with and, and on the, the series that we, that we work on, things like you know, a lot of Doctor Who, but, but also so many other things like, like the Avengers. Um, I, I think the, the thing I'm probably... The thing I'll always remember at Big Finish was that first series of the Avengers that we did because it was such an unusual exercise. There's a first, there's a first series of the Avengers which is mostly missing, as a lot of TV from that period, from the late 50s, early 60s, um, is sadly. Um, they've only they've only two or three episodes out of out of 21 episodes, and we um, I think David came up again. Um, David Richardson came up with the idea of doing this. Um, was chatting with with Studio Canal who own own the rights. I think I've got this right, and um, was talking about what they could what they could do together, and um, and they came up with the idea of recreating the first missing series of the Avengers using. The scripts, some of the scripts that still existed, and in other instances they had um, a, an episode outline and some screenshots. So, so some we had a finished script, others we were rebuilding just from from screenshots. But we we recreated on audio as an audio series the the very first complete series of of, of the Avengers, and tried as much as possible to be as faithful as we could to the, the sort of technology and sound of the period as well. So we didn't, we didn't update it. We, did, we didn't suddenly turn it into a, 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 an all-singing-all-dancing 21st century production. We tried to keep it as much as possible, um, as, as authentic as we possibly could to the, to the original series. And that was a real labour of love. It's 21 episodes. It was a huge undertaking. It took us um, quite a few years to complete. So I, I'll always look back fondly on that one. It was, I love... I love um, classic plays and 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 um, uh, sort of old, old. I grew up watching old. I grew up at a time. I'm old enough to, to have grown up at a time when there were only um, uh, three channels on TV, maybe four at a push. So, so I grew up watching um, classic movies uh, of a weekend and and sort of um, reruns of Flash Gordon with Larry Buster Crabbe at, 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 at sort of four o'clock in the afternoon after school. So I've, I've a fondness for, for classic movies and old television. So it was a real labour of love working on that. Fantastic. Must have been great to really dig into something for that long and do all the research. It was. It was lovely. And the, and the voice, the, uh, getting appropriate voices as well was, was something I, I find. The, the thing about casting for... When you're casting for voice, it's all about the voice. The voice has to be uh, has to be right for the period and for the for the character, and so so finding the right voices for that period of drama um, was a, a, a was a real uh, it's something I enjoyed. Absolutely. Do you see any big changes on the horizon for audio drama, or is there anything you'd like to see change? I, I suppose with with ease of distribution, the. the the flip side of, of fantastic accessible distribution is how do you make money from it? How can a business um, make a sufficient income from from some of these distribution mechanisms to actually survive as a business and pay people a reasonable living wage? That's tricky um, as as the as the audio industry continues to explode and it is constantly growing at a rapid pace and things keep changing very rapidly as well and as it continues to do that it's increasingly difficult to find ways to actually again an expression I'm not the biggest fan of but how to monetize that and I'm sure that's the problem um, 
uh, an organization like the BBC finds itself having um, as, it, as it sort of slips from broadcast was straightforward. They knew that model, they'd been doing it for years, but how do you then, how do you then make an income from a, a, a sort of purely on, online distribution model? particularly for the BBC, where they've got to make everything accessible to, to everybody because that's their, their remit. Um, but for those of us who, who, are, who are sort of selling drama, if you like, um, selling it more like a theatre or, or cinema experience, that, that becomes a challenge. And I think, uh, and I, I, I feel we're still wrestling with that. And, and of course, something I, I think we don't talk about enough is, is um, piracy. Um, that, that's a, it's, a huge, it's a huge challenge for anybody work, working on, on audio. And so that, that becomes just a, a logistical, financial, economic challenge. And I don't know how we fix that. It's a really tricky one that I can think of. That wasn't your question, though, was it? Well, what, what but the then... opportunities were? Well, both. I mean, obviously, it's really important for everyone within the industry to be fairly paid for their work. So if that's something you'd like to see improved, then that's definitely valid. Um, but, yeah, any more opportunities or, or anything else? Audio drama, non-broadcast audio drama, simply seems to be growing, uh, and uh, um, the 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 lockdown has has proven that that, that it, it's something that's easily easily accessible to anybody wherever they are, and and that's only going to continue. I don't see that changing. So I think I think that's only going to grow. Therefore, there are only going to be more opportunities. I don't. I can't. I can't see. I wish. I wish I could say I, I've noticed a, a new opportunity on the horizon. I haven't, but I think there are st- there are only going to continue to be opportunities. I know that um, Big Finish are as busy as they've ever been. I know that um, Audible are continuing to produce, and I, I think I had a conversation with somebody recently, and I think they they were saying that um, they're for the first time getting into original um, drama, um, whereas previously most of their theirs have been adaptation. They're now getting into original drama as well, and and they've got a they've they've got the, the clout and the audience to to keep growing. Um, and as, as the BBC get into um, non-broadcast distribution, hopefully they should see that as an opportunity for, um, to keep growing as well. So there should just be, there should just be more opportunity for actors. Um, so uh, uh, I, I think it's worth... An actor shouldn't be shy about audio. It's not a... Um, it's quite a forgiving medium. It's the most forgiving... Personally, I think it's the most forgiving medium in terms of... Uh, um, what you can get away with during production and what you can fix in post-production. My experience of working with actors is they love audio and, and, and they shouldn't be, um, even if you don't have any audio experience, that shouldn't put you off trying to, trying to do audio because it's, it's great fun, quick work. It's the rep theatre of the 21st century, really. Absolutely, it is. Um, and I know all our artists have such a fun time working with you at Big Finish. It, the, the one thing we try to do is make sure it's as uh, as fun for everybody as possible there's nothing worse than going to work and having a really painful day of it is there so yeah we, we try to make it as enjoyable as possible and most of the things we, we do most of our productions are are um they're, they're not heavy they're not heavy going it's 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 broad entertainment it's as we try to make everything as entertaining as possible Fantastic. Well, they're very lucky to get to work on those projects. And um, I'm so glad we got the chance to speak to you about all your work. It's been really, really interesting. Thank you very much. It's been lovely to chat with you. I hope some of it is useful to somebody somewhere. Oh, absolutely. It definitely will be. Okay. thank you so much, Ken. Thank you you. you for having me. And yeah, I hope you have a lovely day. And you. 
This episode of the Squadcast was made for Voice Squad Limited. The introduction was read by Emma Torrance and the interviewer was Orla Quilligan. The podcast was written and edited by Emma Samuel. For more information about Voice Squad, you can visit voicesquad.com or check out our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn.